0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Midnight Train. Today we're going to be talking about something that, uh, you know, you may have heard about before, but uh, I think this time we're going to approach it a little bit differently. Maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Now, there's been movies made about this thing, and, uh, you know, it's been like the harbinger of su- supernatural whatever. Um, but we're going to kind of tear it apart a little bit, and hopefully you enjoy. So, uh, you know, sit back and uh, turn the lights off for this one, guys. Stay tuned. Welcome to the
1: Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Midnight Train podcast. And uh, of course, with me as always is Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, John. How are you? And happy episode number five. Number five. Johnny five. That's Johnny Cinco, five. right? That's Cinco, right? Right. Riley, yeah. is that Cinco, researcher? That's Cinco. All right. So we're at Cinco. Riley, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am splendid. So on our fifth episode here, I wanted to kind of like take this and do something that, uh, you know, that I've always kind of been interested in obviously all these are things that we're interested in obviously mm-hmm. you know but this one is kind of a uh, cool because it's um, uh the initial i guess you'd say sighting of this thing actually happened where my and riley's family actually is from and still lives still resides so, uh, so this one hits home for you right so tonight jeff what are we talking about tonight we are going to discuss the mothman the mothman da, 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 da. That was my moth. That's pretty good. Did, did you like that? I like that. Did, do moths even make noise when they fly? Yeah, Kind of like that, actually. Yeah, I like that. That was awesome. yeah, and then well, they okay. fly into the light, and then it's <laughs> like, a, and then done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about the Mothman. And uh, if you guys are out there unaware of the Mothman, which if you listen to any kind of podcast about supernatural things, or if you're just intrigued by it, you probably know who the Mothman is. If not, you've probably at some point in time watched the movie, the Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere in it. And, Riley, when when did that movie come out?
1: 2002, I believe.
0: 2002, all right. And it was based off a book by John Keel from 1975, correct? Correct. All right. So we're talking about this guy. It's the Mothman. All right. Now Not this, to be confused with Mothra. Mothra. Because that's a whole different ball of wax right Mothra. That. Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> you can't see me doing the we, yeah. <laughs> so if you're not aware who the mothman is so the mothman was uh supposedly a there was a bunch of sightings back in the 60s when you know first and foremost i started off in clendon in west virginia where my family are riley and my family we we were from and uh they there were five grave diggers they were out digging a grave and all of a sudden they look over and they see a huge man-like creature with big old wings and that is technically the first sighting of the mothman let's see what i got some witness clips let me play this real quick because they kind of
2: describe what they saw like exactly what you're talking about what this thing looks like because it's it's pretty interesting so let's let's take a listen
3: now improvised search parties are attempting to find it just what it is, no one is sure. And then when it came up over the trees, I could see it was a, a bird, a huge bird.
0: We couldn't believe what we really saw. And this thing was standing there, but, but it had a body just like a man, see muscles in its legs. We sit there for a minute, looked at each other, and then we took off. Half man, half monster, arc, I guess you'd call it.
3: Never seen anything like it. I hope I never do again. You know, it's just unbelievable. Those no eyes. That's all she'd ever say was those eyes. People were screaming. You could hear them hollering for help. The thing we saw was this winged creature, 14-foot wingspan at least. It was huge. It, it, it was almost covered half the road. It was close enough for me almost to reach out and touch and almost hit the windshield. It had a wide mouth. The eyes were the size of the reflectors that sides alongside the road. The body was attached to the wings. It had gray and brown. Hair-like, but not much hair. More fleshy, kind of like a bat. That's why I called it a man-bat, because it looked like a cross between a man and a bat. It was like in mid-air at windshield height. I have never seen an animal move like that. It just went straight up. We heard the sound in our heads. It was kind of like vertigo. It made us sick to our stomach. Real high-pitched ringing. And my son swerved and went off the road. He was driving. He opened the, the, the driver's door and threw up, and I got sick. We went out to look at the site and thinking maybe it'd come out of the bushes there someplace or it was on the road or whatever and found a deer carcass that was looked like it was filleted uh, laying alongside the ditch.
0: Wow, so that was pretty weird. So uh, so these people all kind of say they see the same thing. Yeah, but the weird thing is, is it's different times, so it's not like...
2: You know, like one was 1980, one was 1970, one was 1990. So it's all these different times, different places, and different people, which is kind of odd.
0: Well, I mean, you know, mass hysteria is kind of a thing. And when someone hears something and then all of a sudden you're in your backyard and you see, you know, a penguin flop by or something, you're going to be like, whoa, that penguin that looks like the Mothman. Not saying that there's penguins in Point Pleasant. I'm just saying like, you know, people tend to take things and run the other way with it, you know. You know, now that you say that, you remember we were talking about
2: our personal experiences. I wonder if that white thing I saw in the back of my parents' yard was a moth,
0: man. Or a penguin. Did something bad happen after? Okay, we're getting off a tangent here. So in 1966, <laughs> November set, or 12th, excuse me, uh, the five guys were digging a, a grave. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this thing comes out of the trees. It's flapping its wings. All right. They see something that looks like a man with wings with red eyes. Now, I've heard different things about whether or not it was red glowing eyes or if it was just red eyes or whatever the case may have been. But they all say that this thing had to have been seven foot tall and wingspan of six to eight feet, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was the first sighting of it. It was over in Clendenin, where my family's from. So
1: real quick, I think we should go through and, and kind of explain what this Mothman is, and like what he kind of falls under. Like the crypt, the idea of a cryptid.
0: He falls under scary shit. That's what he falls under.
1: Well, there's a lot more scary shit. So the <laughs> Mothman right here is equated to a what is known as a cryptid. In right. Like popular and what is a cryptid today? And a cryptid is an obscure, undocumented creature, typically originating from folklore, and typically they're mythological in nature, but not necessarily supernatural. And their existence is only recognized as pseudoscience. So people like like kind of like. Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Chupacabra, Lagnus the Yeti, Monster. Right. monster.
0: So, so these are things that you've never actually, like, science has never documented anything. You've People right. people have sighted it or seen it, but they've never
2: seen it. There's never been a Mothman skeleton frozen in ember. Right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Right. Is that, I wish is it was Jurassic Park theme exam. song right now. <laughs> That's how dinosaurs exist. That's Life crazy. finds a way.
0: <laughs> so... To me, what the first part of this whole thing is that, obviously, that, uh, the Point Pleasant-West Virginia situation, which, if you're not familiar with that, there was a bridge there. Um, it was called the Silver Bridge. and uh, Or the it, Ohio River. Right. right. And it actually you know connected you know one part to another part, and it was just a great, big, awesome bridge. It was one of the first bridges of its kind, too, which is pretty awesome. Um, but it's like an hour and a half away from Clendenin. So, Clendenin, in 1966, these five guys see this, and then... <laughs> all of a sudden in nineteen sixty seven they're all seeing it in Point Pleasant, so it's an hour and a half away. Now the thing that gets me on this, now if you're again if you're not familiar with the whole Mothman thing, it's basically supposed to be well uh, and Riley, you brought this up earlier. Is it a, a harbinger of what's to come, or is it the reason that these atrocities are happening? You know, like there's What a big, atrocities? The, well, and we'll get to that. But so basically, whenever somebody sees one of these things, something bad happens. Something so like it's like almost like, bad like a banshee.
2: banshee. You heard that the folklore tale yeah, of yeah, a banshee. Yeah. You know, it's up in the tree. The you I stumble upon see. it, yeah, right. and it screams. And when it screams, something bad happens to you. Right. I mean, I've heard a million stories about that. It's it's a a deja vu monster, if you will. Right. right. So
0: so I think that, and and again, touching on that, I think there's so many of those in all of the 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 folklore throughout. Time, mm-hmm. there's always something that's gonna, you know, gremlins and all these other things that you know. Sam Socks, <laughs> 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 Sam Sox didn't bring no bad news, man. He was good. <laughs> so the Silver Bridge, everyone starts seeing this thing between 1966 and 1967. Um, there's actual, you know, like not not just documented, but like new uh, um, police reports of of people saying like there was a couple that said they were chased down by this thing that it was flying over their car
2: but it's never hurt anybody right there's never been like a physical Not that I know altercation of. I've
0: never seen anything about it and and, and there's a lot of things to dis, to dismay in this this whole thing like you know and like like I said earlier like you, there's nothing about these five guys who were digging a ditch in 1966 in Clendid in West Virginia there's nothing anywhere you cannot find a name for one of those guys you know and that's a small in 66 in and, and, and we talked about this earlier as well that is a very, 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 very country area. Mm-hmm. It's hills, it's trees, it's back roads. I mean, it's still that way to this day, and, but back then,
2: way yeah. worse. Now, the odd thing about those those five guys and the research that, that I saw was when they interrogated them, okay, they brought each of them into a separate room. Okay. And every single one had the exact same story with the exact same details, which is insane. Which for at that time, and being those kind of people, I mean, you think of a person who'd be a grave digger, right? You got to be kind of an oddball. You got to be, you know, my <laughs> well,
0: man ain't look. People,
2: pe- people got <laughs> to work, man. You know what I mean? They got to work. You're right, but <laughs> the things that you you kind of you kind of like go in your mind to get the job done. You know, it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's,
0: it's got to be a rough job, right? It but is. the
2: fact that all of them had the exact same story in details and that was documented
0: was like. Whoa.
1: Okay, yeah, and it
0: kind of adds a little bit of uh, legitimacy to it.
1: The thing that I think of is that these people are grave diggers, okay, in the middle of nowhere West Virginia in the 60s. West Virginia, the parts that our grandfather and your dad lives in still barely get cell phone reception, so it's in the middle of nowhere. So these guys are digging graves. Late one night, not much is going to scare them. So the fact that they're so petrified and, and swear up and down that they saw this Extremely scary and, and and you know large creature kind of gives credence to the fact that maybe they did.
0: Okay, now, now let me put it like this though. Let me let me throw something else at you. You and I and our three buddies were grave diggers. It's in the sixties. It's mm-hmm. at night. Do you think Maybe a little moonshine or maybe a little bit of that uh, devil's lettuce was involved in the, in the entire situation. I mean, is that something that could potentially have affected their, I guess, their mental prowess at that point in time? Do you think that, like, you're like, dude, we got to go do this grave? I guess it would depend on their age, to be honest with you. I mean, if they and, were like. Again, I can't find anything about that.
2: If they were mid 40s to early 50s, I would
0: probably say no. Now, if they were younger, of course. See, I, I disagree with that. I think that. I think that 40s to 50s, they're still doing it. Because again, this is this is this is backwoods area. Like like Clinton yeah, is right. such a small itty bitty little town. Uh, and and I think back in 1966, I think there was people. there was about a thousand people lived there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A thousand people. That's small. You know what I mean? And but it's a it's a pretty big area to have a thousand people there. You know what I mean? Because it's all just mountains and trees and everything else. So, I guess what I'm thinking is, is it possible that these guys go out here to dig these graves, and you know, old Sam over here has got a little bit of that white lightning, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he says, "Hey, boys, you know you know make this job a lot better." <laughs> yeah, you
1: know well, I mean it, that's that's potential, I guess is what I'm saying it's it's a po- it's a possibility. The thing I want to keep in mind is this is a town of a thousand people in the middle of West Virginia in the sixties. Do you think that maybe it would hurt their reputation if they all claim up and down that there's this monster that they saw? A bunch of grown men saw a monster and it scared them out of their wits. Do you think maybe, they maybe they thought about that? Like, hey, this could. you think if it was a if it was a fraud or a hoax? You think it maybe would have hurt their reputation? Like you're
0: you're saying that like if they were to come out and say, oh my god, we saw the boogeyman, that people are gonna look at them like you guys are
1: crazy, yeah, but, and like kind of ostracize them for it. I mean, maybe. But then maybe. again, maybe it was a hoax on purpose, and well, maybe all five of them did But it supposedly
2: them. they did, because like I said, the research I found, they interrogated them, and they all had this exact same story. So right. they did come back and say what they had found and saw.
1: So that's why I, it, again, I think it lends them a little bit more credibility. is the fact that back then it could have had them ostracized or, you know, could have ruined the reputation in the community of only a thousand people. Man, I ain't
0: never gonna get back in that church once they find out about this moth man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so after that, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, um, the Silver Bridge, the this awesome bridge they built to to connect these these two cities over the Ohio River, um, and it was um, it was for Route uh, thirty five over the Ohio River, and it connected Point Pleasant uh, to Gallipolis, Ohio. So it was it was pretty big too. So do we have an idea of like tall,
2: like how far it would drop into the water?
0: Um the the water itself? Well, I know it was it was a, it was a it was built in 1928. Okay. And the reason they called it the Silver Bridge is because it was actually um, it was silver. That's the color of it. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Hey man, what your name is? Well, it's Silver. <laughs> Let's do that." <laughs> you know, like it's a bridge, it's silver. Did. And by the way, I hope I never like it hurt anyone's feelings with my really bad um, redneck voice, but that's uh, we have to reenact it. I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am mean, hillbilly through and through, and, and you know I'm I'm all America, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so basically, all of a sudden they get all these sightings. These sightings are coming from 1966 and 1967, and boom, 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 and they're just constantly looking uh, and seeing these things. And there's police reports, and there's you know all of a sudden there's uh, the, the the news and the newspapers are all commenting on these things and these are these are legitimate like people who, who live in this town who were saying you know i'm I, I saw this i i saw this this thing's crazy i don't know what it was and yeah so i mean it's not just like one or two people this is a lot of people who were who were saying they saw this thing you know so in, in, in with this bridge, um, so basically the Mothman came around and it was like, hey, look at me, look at me. And all these people are like, oh, my God, this, you know, winged man or whatever with red eyes. And then all of a sudden, the bridge, the silver bridge, it falls. It breaks apart. Now, what it, year was this? In 1967.
2: Uh, yep. Okay, so this correlates with the five gravediggers, right?
0: Um, no, because that was that was... In 1966, the Gravediggers had nothing to do with this. That's that's kind of where I was like saying earlier, like it was like an hour and a half away, and then all of a sudden in 1967, they you know they start seeing this thing, and then on December 15th, the the bridge collapses. Okay, now 46 people lost their lives, unfortunately. It's horrible too. And um, you know, I, I recently listened to a podcast that I mentioned to you guys earlier about um, you know how they were talking about the Mothman or whatever. And when you go to uh, Point Pleasant. They have an itty-bitty little plaque that's kind of in a commemorative kind of thing for the 46 people that lost their lives. But then you look over and they have this huge, gaudy statue of the Mothman sitting there. So it almost kind of like downplays the fact that these people lost their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's kind of of weird. But, I mean, obviously tourism, yada, 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 which is funny because, as I mentioned earlier, the last sighting supposedly was the um in nine, uh, 2016 which was right around the exact 50th anniversary of the collapse of the bridge okay so a lot of people thought that it was just like a big hoax and they were trying to like hype up tourism or whatnot um so I all right so the bridge collapses it kills 46 people Riley why did the bridge collapse
1: well it collapsed well first of all I want to preface this by saying it collapsed on December 15th this is 10 days before Christmas okay so forty six people died, ten days before Christmas. So right. this rocked the entire area, really. And so this whole bridge collapsed due to two reasons. One was a malfunction, or a malfunction, a mal misproduction of a piece. That uh, it was point 0.1 inches, two point five millimeters deep, was this defect in one of the uh, the eye bars in the suspension bridge, that caused the entire bridge to collapse. So point 0.1 inch caused forty six people to lose their lives. Because the bridge was carrying much heavier loads. It was during traffic. It was carrying a lot more people and a lot more weight than it was ever designed for.
0: Now, here's the thing, though. Let me ask you this, though. Okay, so the bi- the bridge was built in 1928. Yes. This is 1967, and we're having, you know, I mean, that that's for almost forty forty years later, and you're you're. It could it have been just just it got old or was that defect always there? Why did this why did this never happen before that? You can't tell me that there wasn't another Christmas time where the bridge was crazy busy. Well, if if like he said the rebar, you know, the steel
2: was an would you say an inch, half a half inch, one inch. Point 0.1 inch. Who the hell is going to know that unless you're an engineer and I'm sure the engineer that designed that bridge was long dead gone at that time. Right. You know, so you're going to assume the bridge has been up for years. It's, it's held cars. Well, the kicker, there's, there's probably a weight limit, right? That yeah. was noted. I would
0: assume. And, well, and the they kicker, just
2: figured it never. Inc- well, obviously they're probably getting that.
0: more. There's more people living there. The population's probably growing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just more and more people are crossing this bridge because um, at that point in time, I mean, they, they there was how many people living in, uh, in Point Pleasant? I know there was, it was like 2,500 people or something like that. And so maybe it was just. The more people and the more traffic that was going over it but okay so i guess the sightings of the mothman in 1967 and then the collapse of the bridge why did no one ever see the mothman there before that happened that bridge was there since 1928 why did no one ever see anything about this and then all of a sudden now remember though they were saying they saw this thing Before the bridge collapsed.
2: Right. Okay. That's why I was asking if it correlates with the gravediggers. So maybe it was over a span of time. Maybe he was trying to warn people for years, you know, but it was getting that initial react or interaction with somebody, you know, because every time everybody saw it, they were afraid and they ran and he's chasing it down. Maybe he's trying to warn them. Maybe he was trying to get to them and get through that initial interaction and then you know, describe what's about to happen or warn them.
0: And so that's again where the the um, the discussion between whether or not he was a preventative measure and he's trying to say hey mm-hmm. or some people think that he's the reason it it happened. That the, like the a curse. The bridge collapsed because he was there. Now, there have been sightings all across the world, supposed sightings yeah. of the Mothman before Tragic events. Uh, we talked about Chernobyl. Yes. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, another collapse of a bridge in Minnesota. Is yeah, that the right?
1: The I 35 West Bridge in which Minnesota, was,
0: Minneapolis. Which you said was actually the bridge opened.
1: That bridge, the I 35 West Bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota, opened in 1967, which, the exact year of the Silver Bridge collapse.
0: Right. And so people have seen this thing. And then they're supposed, you know, people saying that, you know, 9 11, they saw him there. Now, I think that a lot of stuff happens because people, they need to, they have to deal with things in a certain way. People have to understand things. Like when 9 11 happened, we all sat around, like, what the hell just happened? Why did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think sometimes people take it uh, psychologically a little bit too far. They have to find a reason for it to be there. Well, let's be frank, too. Everybody
2: wants to point blame. I don't want to be first frank. and foremost. My form- name's John, first and foremost. So. <laughs> everybody bumps. always wants to point the finger first that's the initial reaction right. when any tragedy occurs they want to find who did this right
0: they want to find something right whether it's you know real or not they want to find some sort of a thing that's there
1: the thing i want to th- the question i want to pose is is this a retroactive blaming of the mothman is is it because there's a pattern of you know the mothman's known to have been at tragedy so after 9 11 occurs some people who know that hey supposedly the mothman was at point pleasant the mothman was at chernobyl do they go hey right i could have swore i saw him here too right as after a, the fact after the after fact, the fact right. as like a, because i know that he's supposedly supposed to be at disasters and 9-11 was one of the greatest disasters in american history right so obviously if somebody is aware of that pattern they may want to continue it
0: right and you know, that's one of those things that like you know i swear i saw that you know, when the, the, the plane was going into the building. I, I swear I mm. saw that. But there were no, I, at least not that I'm aware of, I've never heard any documented cases of somebody seeing it prior to. This is the first time I've ever heard of the Mothman being
2: involved with 9-11. To be it's, honest it's with you, I've things, never heard it. And listen, I've no. gone deep into nine eleven stuff.
0: Right. Well, you and I both have. You know, <laughs> yeah. loose change and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. So I think the thing with this, though, is you can... You can debunk a lot of stuff. You can debunk the Chernobyl thing. You can you can debunk the uh, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in time they said that uh, recently over in uh, what was it Tokyo, Japan the with Fugushima the Fukushima power plant, the Fukushima power plant that they saw that whatever, and in, in actuality, these these things all come out after the fact. Mm-hmm. They're post traumatic experience visions, I mm-hmm. guess you'd say.
1: Well, pe- people eyewitness accounts are almost. Impossible to corroborate most of the time because when you witness something, you know if you're if you're the eyewitness of a shooting or you're the eyewitness of a of a tragic event and you're in court giving your testimony, a lot of the times I they, they found the eyewitness events like accounts of an event are really not accurate to what actually happened because you're living in that moment you're you're traumatized by it. A lot of the times you can't recall correctly the the majority of the the facts.
0: Right, but yeah, those are the same people that go to prison for their. You know when they go in and talk to the police and tell them what they saw or what they did or didn't do. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny how the the system works. Anyway, but, but we're not, not going to get into
2: that. Let's not forget the, the the most interesting piece of this puzzle, which is okay. All uh, the majority of these sightings, specifically this one we talked about, happened pre the bridge falling down. Not right, post.
0: right, 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 right. The 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 Point Pleasant one, right, was all pre. So
2: there's something there, whether it's real or not. Right. We have to address the fact that. This Mothman creature had shown up several times and had several interactions with multiple people in multiple cities before the bridge even fell. Now, these other stories of 9-11 and this other stuff we're talking about, that's all post. Yeah, so you debunk that right off the rip.
0: You can't use that at all. But this
2: one, where it originated from, that's the interesting part.
1: Well, actually, I have found another interesting article here that kind of goes along with what you're saying, where the post is you know, you can't really take that as fact, mm-hmm. but here in uh, in Germany, is is a pretty interesting thing that happened. So, and in, in Germany, in Freiburg, which is in the Black Forest region of Germany, there's a bunch of miners who were supposed like underage people. No, like the people who like <laughs> dig for stuff.
0: Oh, oh, those miners. miners. Okay, My bad. Yeah, I was just just clarifying.
1: That's all right. I appreciate it. So those guys yeah. were about to go into a into a mine, and they were kept out by a large. Bird-like creature that shrieked at them, so they called it the Freiburg Shrieker. And what this thing did is it kept them from entering the mine. And so these men obviously freaked out by what they saw, ran away from the mine, and not an hour later did that mine collapse, and it would have killed every single miner. I hate you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so they're saying that that this creature who is pretty similar to the quote-unquote Mothman. Yes. Um, that he was actually outside of this mine over in Freiburg, Germany, and he was basically like,
1: caw, caw, go away!"
0: <laughs> and so everyone ran, and then all of a sudden, the the, the, the mine collapsed. Right? And this that is actually correct. like documented. Like you, you can actually, is, or is this like a? This
1: happened in nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. So oh, okay, eleven years okay. after the Silverbridge collapse.
0: Now, I have a question.
2: Okay, I'm not a religious person, and I know you're not. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are a little. Not particularly what is there not maybe I'm thinking of something else, but is there not in some kind of religion where there is like an angel of warning meaning well, that sure. if something tragic would happen like this angel would appear like saint somebody or other oh I'm sure there's probably
0: in like either whether it's uh Roman or or I mean could this Nordic tale be kind of like, like a
2: spin off of that and it could like,
0: be. i I think again though, what it comes down to is that people are looking for a reason for something. You know, now the prior the prior stuff is what gets me. The post stuff is like, okay, you know, you look at a picture and you've just gone through or you've witnessed this horrible event and then you look at it and you go, That's gotta that's that oh my god, that's what that is. I see that right now. Now I know that he was there. Now I can see that he was there.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, I could tell you I was doing like 80 miles an hour. I got a speeding ticket. But before the cop pulled me over, I seen Mothman fly across my car. So, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Right, like, right, that's right, how right. ridiculous it could get. Right,
0: right. And I think that uh, there, there have to be in at least some sort of religious sex, whether it's, uh, you know, mythology or actual religion. I'm sure there's some sort of um, deities that are, you know, that depict you know, those things that they're there for a reason they, you know, they show that something bad's happening and that's probably exactly what it all is too. I'll tell you what, if you're a
2: listener and you are uh very religious and you know what I'm talking about, I, I can't think of the name because again, I'm not a really religious person, but I know there's some kind of angel or saint or something that, that is like a warning of tragedy. If you know it, email the show, hit us up on Facebook, comment on it. Um, we would love to and know again, what and, that is. And if
0: you are religious, we'd, Apologize <laughs> right off the. <laughs> yeah, rip. Sorry for fumbling <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely you know we're not anti-religion in any way, shape, or form. So please but don't arrest. No, no, we are we we try to just you know we we speak our minds here, and then hopefully we don't ever intentionally. Now listen, if you're easily triggered again, just turn off the program. You know what I mean. And then turn um, it back on, right? <laughs> and then tell your friends, Riley. What are you gonna say?
1: I just want to bring it back around to the <clears throat> to the minors in Germany. So
0: they're under 21s, right?
1: Yeah, the under 21 minors in okay. Germany. <laughs> Well, actually in Germany it'd be under eighteen. Oh so you can drink at eighteen in Germany. So
2: they were like seven.
1: Maybe even five. Okay.
2: So well, no wonder why they're seeing stuff in right, front of a cave. I mean you start that early. It's like having <laughs> so, Kangaroo coming out of yeah. it right there.
1: This is eleven years after the silver root so it's it's only nineteen seventy eight. So my question is what are the odds that the Mothman story in eleven years trans goes all the way to the Freiburg, Germany, you know? a bunch of miners, traveled yeah like what are the odds that it actually got over there so that's why I'm, it kind of lends more credence to the
2: yeah but I, like in my research i saw he was in chicago i've seen it, it's been all over the world it's
0: been highly detailed in chicago yeah but it, it's when, been
1: really detailed when was it detailed in chicago we're talking I, the 70s he's 80s. saying
0: though is that like you know uh news didn't travel like it does now especially over to freiburg germany to a bunch of miners in this late 70s though yeah, I mean, not like it does now. You can't. There were no computers back then. It wasn't like mean, maybe a newspaper from yeah, America but I mean, that think popped about up. How many traveling salesmen there were in that time? I mean, the, advertising, marketing,
2: salesmen traveling nonstop. I mean, it, that was like a huge to thing. To
0: miners in Germany, no. Someone's gonna go out there, and be but like, if the salesman guys. is in
2: Germany from America and he starts spinning off a tale at a pub, and
0: that that miner happens to be in the pub, he overhears it. I say it telephone possible, game, but that's telephone a far day. stretch. That is a far stretch. but I. So what I'm saying is I understand where he's coming from, that the likelihood of them actually knowing about it, and they didn't even call it the Mothman either. They called it their own thing. But yet it was still described as the same thing.
1: Which could be people grasping at straws trying to be like, well, that's the Mothman that they saw, when it could be something completely different. Right. Well, can I
2: tell you about one of the theories I found? I would love to hear it. Okay, so this is my favorite. I mean, I saw quite a few. I'm sure you guys have as well. Oh, yeah this was my favorite out of all of them and it was a scientist and <laughs> he said there was a if i'm not mistaken it was a lead factory in west virginia
0: in point pleasant yeah uh you know it was uh, lead or steel some it, it kind of some metal sort of factory, factory okay sure. yeah
2: yeah and they were disposing of their toxic now this is before epa and like regulations and all that right and they were disposing all their toxic waste like Pretty much in the backyard in the river, just throwing it out there, right. dumping it.
0: Well, yeah, there was no EPA back right. then. They just did whatever.
2: So the scientist theory is that a giant crane, okay, now not the machine crane, but an actual bird, okay? If you've never seen a crane, Google it. It looks almost like a so wait, like a flamingo that's it, not pink, It's basically. not the machine? No. you sure it's not the machine? Machine. Okay. <laughs> machine. <laughs> so it's a giant bird, and he says that. Essentially, what happened was the crane kind of dipped in and got into the toxic waste. And over time, this mutated him into what is known as the Mothman, okay, which gave it the 14-foot wingspan, the red eyes, and the almost
0: like man-like figure. Now, who said this? A scientist. A scientist. Yeah, I thought it was
2: the most amazing theory I've ever heard. I was like, this guy is awesome. I have not
0: heard that theory. That's pretty funny because, I mean, so did this... So from what I've heard, though, like what I've read in my research, and I've done a lot, man, um, there's been – there's not just one Mothman. There's supposed to be several different ones of them. And how does one come from Point Pleasant and then show up in, you know, Germany? Does this thing fly that – you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't know. That just seems really odd. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. It just – I don't know. That seems weird. Now, I've heard a lot of other – Theories behind it about uh, aliens that they were actually aliens. Yeah, I saw that one too. Um, so, so in 1975, this guy, his name's John Keel, he decides to write a book about this whole process—the the whole Point Pleasant and the Silver Bridge and the the sightings of the Mothman. Okay, and the the book was called The Mothman Prophecies. Okay, and it stemmed off, and they made a movie off of it. So, with that movie that came out, um, um, it, it was an amazing movie. And to be honest, it was one of my favorites. I absolutely love that movie. I've probably watched it. I can't even count how many times and every time I do like I was I was actually before we started tonight's podcast I was telling you guys like there's things that you will see that you didn't see the first time you watched it unless you were like really paying attention you know but if you're just following the movie you're not going to see these things so the movie um, basically Richard Gere he is a reporter he sent out to do a story in um, Maryland I think it was and then all of a sudden he winds up in point pleasant west virginia and he has no idea why he's there and his car breaks down and he's completely baffled right so you know he he just winds up in the middle of you know you know point pleasant west virginia or whatever now prior to this you know he's hanging out with his wife and all of a sudden she happens to see something but then they say that she has a brain aneurysm and she unfortunately passes away so he's like you know distraught over this and then all of a sudden these these things start linking up where she saw the mothman or at least the sign of the mothman so he goes over and again spoiler alert if you guys have listened to our program before yeah we're gonna really tell you everything (laughs) about the movie um it's a fantastic movie and so he ends up going to a, a house where they were like you've already been here before and he's like what are you talking about so there's a lot of play on like you know who's who, what's what, and then he starts finding out and diving into the actual Mothman there, and it becomes a real big, um, just a oh, not a conspiracy, but like it's a very big intrigue when it comes to who's seen the supposed math, Mothman, why the Mothman was there, and I mean at one point in time there was even the uh, the police. Um, lieutenant or or the whatever that was in charge there, he becomes friends with her, and she says she keeps having this this dream where it says wake up number forty seven, wake up number forty seven. Well, forty six people died at the collapse of the Silver Bridge, so you know there's a point in time where he's like going over and he's like oh my god, this is going to happen. He did a he went and saw this guy that wrote this book and yada yada yada. So anyway, initially John Keel, the guy who wrote the book. Had an entirely not entirely different, but he had a little bit of a, more of a spin to it, where like there were these men in black that were coming out and they were like taking, you know, it was almost like Men in Black. I feel like it's like Men in Black, the movie Men in Black with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Like either one took some from the other, or it was just it, it just sounds way too like you know they had little snapshot thingies and yeah. we're trying to like, I don't know if they're racing your memory or whatever, but so. The guy basically talks about these Men in Black in the movie, and he says that he went there and he talked to people, and you know all these things happen or whatever. Now, in the book, obviously, now in the movie, it's you know you, you have to write a movie for movie sake. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you take a book and it's got you know you know whatever how many pages, freaking you know hours and hours of reading. You got to collapse that into an hour and a half movie. So there was a bunch of stuff that was probably like taken out and edited and whatever. The movie itself shows the collapse of the bridge. And it shows the guy, you know, Richard Gere jumping in and trying to save everybody and all these things happening. And it's it's f- not funny because that sounds horrible to say about people dying or whatever. But <laughs> right. in the movie, they they never really fully disclosed that, yes, there was a Mothman. What they did was say that, yes, these people saw what they thought was the mothman so does that prove or disprove it i don't know that's
2: interesting you know i mean mean, and i remember from the movie too you know like the the calls and the warnings so that was the odd thing like you were talking about like the wake up number 46 or whatever it was 47 yeah 47 you know so again it was a painted they painted this creature this being
0: as if it was a uh a warning, a warning sign to people, you know? And it's, that, that That seemed to be what everybody was saying, you know? And, and again, Riley brought up, like, was it a warning or was he the reason behind it? But I think that for the most part, everybody said that he was a warning. So you actually have a clip from the movie, right? Yes. Awesome.
3: Hello, John Klein. Who is this? My name is Clark. Unless, of course, you're Gordon Smaller. Your father was born in Racine, Wisconsin. He lived in a greenhouse on Monroe Street. You don't remember how your mother looked. OK, you got my attention. Where's my watch? In your shoe. Under the bed. <laughs> Good Thank you. What's my hand? Uh... You're really in my mind, are you? You're in my mind. I have no need to, know. do I? What's the third line? Page 51.
0: All right, so that that right there what you just heard was uh richard Gere's character um in the movie he was actually in his hotel room and obviously he's researching this mothman character mothman mothman, mothman. mothman. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's bob mothman from mothman interiors <laughs> um so and then he actually unplugs his phone the phone keeps ringing and then all of a sudden he picks up and indrid cole is on the other line now and or on the line, should I say? An injured Cole is who he has been told by other people in the town was the name of the Mothman. So as he's sitting there talking to the guy, he's trying to, like, see if this guy's, like, legit or whatever. So he's hiding his watch under the bed, which you hear in the clip. He's, um, you know, telling him to read something out of a book that he just pulled, whatever. You know what I mean? He's basically trying to prove whether or not this guy is supernatural or not. And then he kind of proves himself mm-hmm. to you know, Richard Gere's character. So that was a very creepy part of the movie. The first time I saw it, in fact, it's my favorite scene. Oh, it's amazing. The fact that when he says chapstick, dude, <laughs> I lost my ish. And when I was younger watching that movie and it came out in 2002. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's a timeless movie. It's awesome. They really did a great job in, in taking the whole idea and turning it into the actual movie. You know what I mean? I think the movie's fantastic. If you guys get a chance to watch it, watch it. But just yeah, make for sure. those of you out there that are, like, you know,
2: not into scary movies and afraid of a lot of stuff. This is more of a, a detective kind of so suspense, mystery kind of thing, movie yeah. with a twist of darkness, I guess.
0: Now, what I think is kind of cool about this, too, about this whole story is that. So, um, pseudoscience. Pseudoscience you guys obviously pseudoscience is basically it's not science but it there's people out there studying these things and uh so people who were pseudo, pseudoscientists like um, ufologists uh paranormal detectives um, cryptozoologists and things like that no john keel was a ufologist right uh i thought i read that yeah he may, he may have been to be honest yeah. i don't have that in like front that of me like that was yet. his background before oh, it's, all this from impossible. what i read yeah so now what um what they're saying though is that the Mothman was an alien, okay? Uh, he was a superman, supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. So that's what they're saying. Now, in in saying that, there are so many different documented um, um, story, not stories, but uh, 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 police reports where like people would be like, it was a crane, or the.
1: Shit hole
0: is that
2: what it's shit called? Poke.
1: Shit poke. Shit poke. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> shit so, Again, shit. people,
0: this originated in West Virginia. <laughs> right. Nothing against you guys.
1: But. Right. So there's
0: shit pole. <laughs> so there is an animal that they refer to as I believe it's called Shite pole but for this podcast we're calling it shitpole because it's cooler because it's way funnier um and, and this thing is like a basically a crane like creature that's part well, of a herring' family
1: the term sh- like sheet pole or shite pole or shit pole whatever you want to call it originates it it, it just describes any bird in the herring family so you know large birds of that are like cranes and things like that so birds that can have wingspans up to you know seven feet wide and can be five feet tall right about the same proportions as what a, they claim they saw yeah now, really? I, don't, I don't know if you
2: guys have ever seen I, I used to do a lot of hunting when i was a kid with my father and i've been an outdoorsman my whole life okay so i've seen a lot of cranes you know blue herring cranes whooping cranes all that stuff and i've seen them take off and he's right when they do they're it, huge if this thing is like fully extended okay and you could see I could see where somebody, if it was a really, really, really large one, like an odd, you know how like sometimes they'll uncover like ancient snapping turtles that are huge. If this thing was like kind of an ancient bird and it was huge, I could see where in the middle of a night, back in the 60s, maybe a little moonshine, this thing (laughs) takes off. It's like, well, holy shit, that is a... That is a Even if bird not, man, you know?
0: Even if you're not dipping on the, the white lightning there at night, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, senses, everybody's senses are always heightened at night. You know, you you hear something in it during the day. You're like, ah, it's nothing. At and now you're a like, popular <laughs> species. It's not something like you go to the zoo and like every little kid knows. Oh, yeah, that's a heron. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's so So Mason County Sheriff George Johnson back when this whole thing was taking place. He said that he believed that the sightings were due to an un- unusually large heron and they're He termed it a shite poke or a shit poke. (laughs)
3: Um,
0: And then um, um, wildlife biologist, Dr. Uh, Robert L. Smith at West Virginia, West Virginia university. uh, He told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the sandhill crane. Now the sandhill crane is a large American crane, almost as tall as a man with a seven foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Now, Everything you've ever heard of or we've ever heard about the sightings of these things or of the Mothman was that he was super tall. He had wings and he had red eyes. Okay, so if you were to search up and look at a Sandhill crane at the right light at night and with the light maybe shining on his face, it's very possible that this thing could look like that. You know what's odd, though? What's that? This is what's odd.
2: None. None of the stories or investigations or anything ever mention a beak. beak. And cranes are known for that really, really long sword, like shit poke beak. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's very interesting that none of these, anything that I've read about this whole thing, I don't know about you guys, but nothing's ever mentioned a beak. It was always like a white mouth or fangs or something like that.
0: You know, right, right. Yeah. So that I guess is kind right of interesting to me. And not only that, but how do you, how do you confuse a, a man with, okay, let's just say hypothetically right now, a, and we we get herring here all the time because I have that pond in the backyard and I've got white koi fish in there. Yeah. So I have to watch out because they already snaked one. Poke that their was shite. They <laughs> little shit pokes. <laughs> yeah. So you got to you know they they're around here, the cranes or herring or whatever the hell they are. And when you see them, they got super 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 scrawny little legs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when they fly, they got big. How do you compare that? Or or how does that even possibly look like a man to you? Depends on how good your still is, because if you get your moonshine <laughs> just
2: right, you're gonna see a man with wings. Boy, I
1: got that good stuff. <laughs> you're gonna see all kinds of stuff. What I'm wondering is. If you're so, let's say, let's just benefit the doubt these grave diggers, let's say 18 to 25, you know, they're young guys, they're they're you know, they could be pulling a prank or whatever you want to say. If you're that age, you're going to know what's around, especially if it's in the 60s in the middle of Northwest Virginia.
2: I was just going to put that spin you're, on it. You're if gonna, you're from there and you're an outdoorsman, you've seen cranes, yeah. If you're digging, you know what a crane is, yeah.
1: If you're digging graves, you're, you're going to be outside a lot, even during the day, during the night. You're gonna know what a crane looks like. So if you see some big swoop over you, the first thing I'm thinking is not Mothman. I'm thinking, well, there's cranes indigenous to this area. i <laughs> my gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking let's let's go shooting more than oh my god the you bridge kn- is gonna collapse. You know? know what
2: would make more sense is a giant bat, right? Wouldn't that make more sense to you guys? Uh, I mean, now that's like that's, Mexico. F- that's far stretching. Right. Like obviously a bat's not gonna be that big, but if the the tail and everything was spun on the the concept of a bat and not a crane, I would buy it You're a lot more. you saying more that because the crane's beak is so obvious that maybe you but, but there's, beak and they're elongated and like you, like I said, anybody but that goes outdoors knows what a crane
0: is. But bats are not indigenous to that area. Big bats like that are not indigenous to that area. Cranes, herrings, all those things that, that are, we know <laughs> of, they are all indigenous to that area. You know what I mean? So, so I think that I, to be honest. It could be a combination of everything we're talking about. It could be, you know, they got into, you know, grandpa's moonshine. It Mm -hmm. could be that they were tired, man. These guys are grave diggers. Maybe it was late at night and these dudes are just like, man, I'm working. I mean, because back then you worked, you know what I mean? Like you went out and you, you made an honest wage by doing whatever it was you could, especially in the, hills of west virginia they didn't have
2: google sleep chambers and daycare and all this crap So
0: these guys went out and who knows how many graves they were digging and then all of a sudden they look up and they see this thing and man one guy says oh my god that looked like a man with wings and the other four who probably maybe didn't see the thing completely weren't like yeah maybe that maybe that's what that was oh my god you know
1: well let's bring it around real quick when you were talking about that thing in the backyard of your parents' house, your <laughs> girlfriend at the time saw it more than you did, yeah. right? Would you say that maybe she kind of threw some images in your head? She tainted No, what you may have possibly absolutely not, because I did see it. Okay, well, you saw it too.
2: Yeah, but like, it was so quick. Okay. And I mean, you could go back to episode two. We won't, well, you know, let's, keep let's, it going, but... It it was so quick and it happened so fast that there was definitely something, I don't know what it was, but it, it wasn't well did it you, didn't have wings did as far as Well
1: did you I and know. her my point is here is did you and did you and her or did did you maybe throw some ideas off each other and kind of build this what it could have been out of it?
0: Yeah, like you like know like after the, the fact. Yeah. Could it have been a did you see that? Yeah. 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 What did you see? Well I saw this. Yeah, I could see
2: that. So my
1: point is maybe one like 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 he said maybe one guy saw this thing and, and he they, goes hey did you see that and the guys are like what and he says it and they're like oh yeah I saw
0: that too right because they saw something that they didn't know what they saw is what so I'm it saying it
1: could have been a, a heron flew overhead and the one guy goes oh my god did you see that and the other guys are like no what and they say it and he goes oh yeah I saw it too you know right it could be maybe like like that that, that the chain reaction of I saw this did you well yeah boom 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 Then five guys are all saying right. the same thing well right. I'll throw
2: another curveball in the equation what if it was somebody who was bored and was doing a prank what if he had a suit? Which That's is what I was funny, saying earlier. Which
0: is funny, too, because there have been a, a ton of uh, supposed hoaxes when it comes to this whole thing. Like, they they have sit there and said that there's been um, construction workers who have tied flashlights to helium balloons. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, there's been a ton of different pranks and uh, misidentified planes. Uh there's been sightings of uh, a, a barred owl, an albino owl, and uh you know, and with the uh glowing eyes and which may have actually just been Okay, so now an reflection. Owl, an owl I could buy, I mean not as big as a
2: man, but some owls get pretty freaking big. I don't yeah, know if you've to, seen to claim it's a seven foot
0: tall that's a big what big if it was owl.
2: lunging? What if it was going fast and they did like a glance like how I did with the uh, the thing in the backyard at my parents' house? What if it was like a glance? You know, and because it was moving and they glanced at it, it left that kind of trail to to almost optically illusion that it was seven I mean, foot, but it really possible. wasn't because it was possible. moving so quick.
0: I mean, it I, I think I think at this point in time, I mean, you can't really you can't say no to anything at this point because, I mean – well, I'll say no to 9-11 because you know. that's the horse Well, the 9-11 thing. Yeah, <laughs> mean, anything post – that he
2: was flying by the plane, come yeah, on. Yeah,
0: anything post uh, any kind of traumatic event yeah, when yeah. you're saying that you saw it after the fact or whatever, then, yeah, that's that's – I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Right, right. That's bullshit. And you may think that you saw that, but I'm sorry, but you, that's not what you saw. Right. And if anything, it's because you, you were traumatized by something and your mind needs to, like, relate something, you know?
1: So as a bit of, as a bit of a, a summation, real quick, we're kind of throwing out anything that comes after the fact, right? We're kind of like if, if you claim you saw the Mothman after an event, you're, we're kind of tossing that out. With well, the, we
2: almost have to do that with everything that we're going to discuss yeah. in the future. I mean, anything that comes up as a as a folklore or tale, if there's not like a sufficient amount of evidence, you know, it's it has to be. The original story, like where did it originate from? What were the details? Because yeah, well, that's, that's what started awesome. you the whole thing. Common rolling.
0: sense into it too, and I, I know that's hard to do when it comes to like folklore or whatnot, you know. But I, I believe that, you know, again, these people in 1966 and 1967, they saw something before this tragic event. Now, Riley, you were talking earlier how you said when we had taken a break a little bit ago that you know how do we know that the collapse of the bridge and the sightings. Maybe they had nothing to do with each other.
1: That's what I was kind of the question I was posing was maybe you know they saw this thing, and people like to uh, to, to find patterns in things in 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 the in the world. That's what our brain does; it, it finds patterns. Maybe there is no pattern here. Maybe this Mothman or whatever was seen a year before, or even during, like before the bridge collapsed. How do we know what had anything to do with it? It could have been just been a tragic event. People are their brains are, are trying to cope with the loss of forty six lives, and 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 right before Christmas, a, a very big event in in you know West Virginia, especially with all the very religious and deeply Christian people there. Maybe there is nothing there really it's more co- it's more co- uh, correlation not causation right. people are, are grasping at straws to explain this terrible terrible event when really there's nothing but, but, there but that's
0: the problem with with trying to you're adding logic to something that a lot of people think illogically about like they they you're taking faith over science at this point in time you right. you know or vice versa should I say you're you're looking at something and you're going, Okay, my mind tells me that that's not at all what this could possibly be. And again, though, I think going back, I think everything which you said right there makes complete and total sense. But going back to the original sightings prior to this, I believe they saw something. I believe they saw something that they could not identify. But yeah, maybe it had nothing to do with the bridge. Like, how, how did they? It's not like this thing came down and said, hey, you, some shit's gonna go down. Well, that's the thing I was going to ask is, okay, so the, I, I remember the movie, like
2: it was yesterday, and, you know, you had all these warnings in the movie, but do we have reports? Because I didn't find any of, of warnings, like, the, you know, you're number 46 or wake up 46. Well, and, like, all you had were were sightings from back in the day. You didn't have any warnings. Was so a it was, Where did that come from in the movie then, like with John Keel? Like, it
0: was part of the book. In the book, he went through and he talked to people, and and he looked at the documented um Reports that you know because people so people did report yes, then that reported. there were They reported the calls. Sightings that right. was my question. Well, no, okay. strange yeah. phone calls and, and phone and
1: of calls. Course, the men a lot of weird shit. There was a went lot on. of reported, but again, you can report anything you want to the police. It doesn't right. have to be true. Well, yeah. the, the
0: thing is though is that so when it comes to the whole Mothman thing, um, so apparently like you know when you, you you connected to the whole UFOs and whatever, and uh, a lot of other people are claiming that there was a military storage site. That uh, the, the the Mothman lived, like that was a thing. That that there was a military place, so maybe he was a military experiment or something like that. He was like Captain America, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and um, basically, though, like there were so many reports of it uh, from 1966 to 1967. A um, hundred, pe- at least a hundred people saw the supposed Mothman. Okay, that's a lot of people. All right, and and a lot more were supposedly afraid to report their sightings, but observe that they have actually, you know, have seen things. And so for that time, that could have been like an experimental suit for all we know that the government
2: was. I mean, if we are if we if we go off of that theory, right, that could have been like a jetpack suit that the government ha- was working on or inventing and nobody knew about because it's top secret. And he could have been flying around the woods. And like, you know, the, the gravedigger saw him and he took off. Right? Oh, shit, they saw me. You know, well,
0: now the problem with that, though, is, is that I don't really believe that out in that area that there's even remotely a military base anywhere
2: around I'll disagree
1: there. with you. Well, yeah, listen.
2: Maybe, because I, I know you're from that area. Yeah. But I do a camping trip up in Pennsylvania every year, right? And it's in the middle. I'm talking the middle of nowhere. Now, there's
0: a military spot over in Charleston, And I there's jets is.
2: that fly by when we're fishing during the day that yeah. you are miles and miles and miles away from any kind of civilization. So, you're so, thinking it's a potential that maybe they were, like, experimenting with some sort of a... Why wouldn't you? If you were going to experiment. Why wouldn't you put it in the middle of nowhere where... Okay. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. I would sooner believe that the military, the government, was testing some top-secret new technology than a supernatural moth creature was The red you. eyes could
2: be for night vision. At that exactly. time in the 60s, I mean, they had weird shit. Look at the, the space shuttles. The War, I mean, look at you know?
0: fashion design, everything back then. So you now, know what I mean? So now... Keep in mind, so there has been multiple sightings all across the world, okay, about this supposed thing. And there's been a lot that we've talked about and that have been debunked, but Chicago. Chicago, there's been a ton of sightings there. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and um, there was a psychologist in Chicago that, uh, his name's David Gallo, that uh, he had 55 different people come in and say that they have actually seen, um, this is something he published in 2017, um, that they've seen this thing. Now, he wasn't randomly going out and picking people, they were coming to him and saying, hey, I've seen this thing. So in Chicago, there is the same thing, this Mothman creature. But it, if you listen to these reports from these people, it's they're reporting the same thing that they saw over there. Now, there's a bunch of pictures online you can see, and each one of them looks, of course, it's the it's the Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster thing. Nobody can ever get a clear picture of these, subtle, these pseudo animals or what are they called again? The cryptids. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah. playing into imagination, John, think about this. I mean, you've seen on ESPN and all this, these guys that, that base, free base jump and they free jump base. on cliffs. We don't
0: talk about drugs on the show, dude. You <laughs> they had
2: those, those squirrel suits of what they call yeah. them and they have wings, right? Yeah. So think about back in the sixties, right? Everything had like this kind of retro forties, fifties, like
0: well, listen, kind of
2: artistic flow to it, right? What if... They are experimenting with a suit. Now
0: I will say And
2: they did the four the ten foot wingspan because they thought, you know what, birds can fly with, you know, the bigger the wings. I, I mean, will you could,
0: say, I will say, maybe not to that degree. I will say that in the sixties, late sixties, or whatever, you're you're talking Cold War era.
1: The the beginning. Right. Or, or more so like the beginning quarter, the first quarter of the Cold War. Right. Yeah. So
0: you're looking at the Cold War era where maybe they were experimenting with different technologies so we back were definitely then definitely oh, sure. right, different right. technology. so sure. so maybe they thought okay let's go out in the middle of freaking podunk west virginia out here no one's gonna see any you know may, maybe that's a possibility well there's still
1: no cell phone reception hardly at all in the area <laughs> where this happened and this is 2019 yeah. so if you go back to 1967 68 oh yeah this is the prime location to to do some top secret experimentation well, first, with some flight suits because one you got hills you can jump off whatever absolutely. the hell you want
0: trees that are tall. no one's gonna funny know funny story about that so um, Riley's grandfather my father he has a couple of towers in his yard and we actually had well, people cell phone towers right so uh, one's a cell phone tower one is a uh, tower for something else it's I don't like know the I don't
1: government know. weather service or something like I don't that, know right? yeah. yeah
0: so there's two really really tall one of them's gone now but these these were like tall my, and his Um, his land is on one of the tallest mountains in West Virginia. So he used to have free base jumpers come and knock on his door and ask if he can go up and jump off it. And my dad's like, well, man don't belong to me, buddy. You do whatever you want. (laughs) And he would actually watch these guys climb up and jump off these things. So I guess that it is a potential that maybe that is something that could, maybe they were out there doing experiments. Maybe they were trying to do something different. Well, can we all agree first and foremost, okay, if we
2: were going to go in this theory, can we all agree that the government was definitely ahead of its time always with
0: experimental stuff?
1: Well absolutely I MK think, Ultra. You know, no, you MK yeah. Ultra, for like sure. Experimentations that's, and, and then, that different. was
0: the prime time for that whole thing, too. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, I could see that I definitely I would say, in at least in my mind, that I would take the um, experiments in military or maybe even private experiments or whatever going on more than a supernatural entity that's trying to warn people to something.
2: Yes, but then that explains the men in black. You got CIA or FBI, whatever you want to call it back then. Okay. Not they were the doors. ones to clean up the garbage when, oh, guy got spotted. You know,
0: I guess I, I could
2: see okay. that too. I
1: was okay. about to say that. Okay. I mean, it's a more
2: plausible theory than a mythological creature you know what I mean? With, with the fangs and all that. Yeah. But,
0: no, no, It's definitely when we're, pl- especially when it comes to the the whole, like the men, in, the supposed men in right. black that everyone saw. And you don't hear about the stuff nowadays because it's all in
2: warehouses and they have, they have perfect places to do this now. But back then, you know, and we'll get into this with in the UFO episodes with Moody and whatnot, but right. this goes along the same lines of when they were experimenting with different ships and whatnot. So to to me, in my mind's eye, if, if, there was a suit they were experimenting with. It makes so much sense that this would be it. This would, and the whole bridge thing is coincidence.
1: That's it. I was, I think that, that
0: that sounds very <laughs> now. Okay. And the only reason I'm going to say that I agree with that is because every other time that this supposed uh, entity has been um, seen, it's been debunked, debunked. Like it's, it's always been debunked. The only time you actually really hear about the Mothman and a, a horrible situation happening is Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been debunked. Whether you're talking Chernobyl, whether you're talking even the Germany thing or whatever, oh, which Fukushima. You, yeah, well, the Germany thing. Well, so the, the Germany thing to me though, I mean, I, I could don't know something different. It could be told. I mean, look, like we were talking earlier, how like how news spreads and how it's possible, whatever. Like, don't you think they'd be like, Oh, we saw the same thing we saw. If you knew what something was and somebody told you this, just a jump on board to bring some more notoriety to it, wouldn't you say, oh, my God, that's oh, the Mothman was here. And Obviously, in, they'd be like, the Mothman was here. <laughs> right. I don't know how they <laughs> and speak And in Germany,
2: earlier. I mean, how do you know that there wasn't an animal living in that cave?
1: Well, I mean, and it you had, could
2: say the same I mean, thing about West Virginia, You could go Virginia, so far though. with that, you know? Yeah, you can say the same thing about West Virginia. The
1: only thing I will say is that the Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, prior sightings to the tragedy... Nothing really comes up after the the bridge collapsed. Now, well, well, fr- the, let me finish real quick. Freiburg, Freiburg, as they call it, was prior to a disaster. The, the miners didn't know that it was going to collapse in an hour, you know?
0: Because yeah, there were miners that were under 21, they were drinking. Like, you, you were, can't. Yeah, what
1: they, year was that? 1978.
0: Okay, so that was after the...
1: 11 ban. years yeah. after the Point So Pisa how do you know collapse?
2: one of those miners wasn't just like this loser kind of guy that lived by Wait himself? Wait a minute. Hold on. You a know what I mean? It was 1978.
1: 1978.
0: Yes. This is three years after the book was written and
2: released. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I mean, what if what if one of them knew about it and they're like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for
0: me to get some spotlight and attention.
2: Well, is how do that you explain possible? the collapse yeah. of
1: the mine an hour later? Did one of them do it on purpose?
0: Well, now, let me ask no you this. No one was in the mine. Did oh. they all plan on it? Let me ask you this. Is it documented? Is it reported? that they claimed to see this thing yes before the mine shaft actually collapsed yes so they left running out of there they went and they saw you know captain function finch and from Freiburg the, shrieker because <laughs> it,
1: it shrieked at them and it scared them they left the mine well,
0: what i'm asking is is like okay so right now if i were to go outside and and i saw something crazy in my I front yard you. right something shrieked at me and i went to my police down the street and i said oh my god this thing was crazy. And then your house exploded. And then all of a sudden, my house exploded after that. Yes. Is that what this kind of situation was? Or yeah, was it a, oh my God, after the collapse, they were like, yeah, we were there. Is it post or was it pre?
1: But the thing that I think, why would they say that? If they knew the mine well, was going to collapse? Because they did it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. The only other explanation is there's two options here. A, there was something they saw that scared them away from the mine and then it collapsed. Or B, they purposely collapsed their own place of work and then made a story no, no, no. out of it.
2: It's coincidence. And I'll go back to my my well, another famous hashtag is everybody has that uncle that likes to tell the story. You know what I mean? It's 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 human nature to want to have the attention on you, right? Everybody does. So what do these guys do? They 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 witness this they avoid this tragedy, right? This is years after the stories come out, the book, the tales probably been sprung all over the world at this point. These guys are just miners in the hills, you know, what years. an amazing story, what an amazing story to get attention, to get people talking, to, to be known, or, to go down in history, you know what I mean? Whether it's ridiculous history or not.
1: But, but did you know about it before tonight?
2: Did
0: I? Yeah. No, I didn't see it
2: did in you? my research.
1: No. Well, they didn't do a very good job, if that's what they were going oh, but for.
0: But locally, though, so here's yeah. my thing, though. Couldn't it be as simple and basic and easy to just say these guys screwed something up, and maybe they accidentally lit some dynamite. I'll go with Ma- that. That's maybe that's they accidentally did something, and, and they they're like, it on the yeah, and they're like, words. oh shit. You yep. know what I mean? Like this creature came and told us not to go in there when in reality they were running for their lives because they dropped dynamite on accident. Yeah, that's I mean, a good it, one. Isn't it something? I mean, it, to me, man, it, it's that. What's that called? That, uh, that the razor? the well, Occam's razor. Occam's the razor. The most
1: simplest explanation is the one that's always going to be correct. Absolutely.
0: And that's 100 percent what I, I believe with almost everything. Like yeah. it, it, like if you break it down to basics, I think it, to me in my head, it way, makes way more sense than this. The Mothman, the Screeching Weasel, or whatever right. it was called.
1: Well, then that brings us right back to what Jeff was saying with the, 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 the government testing and everything. That's If you want to go with Occam's Razor, if that's what we're going to use as the the base point for this episode. I think we should for everything, to be well, honest okay, with you. Okay, so I mean, if we're going to use that's that's that as, my... the, as, our, as our base point for everything, then obviously the government, which has been known to do some shady shit.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Exactly. If you're so listening right now, the black van pulls up, yeah. the door gets kicked out. Right, 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 right. I pay my taxes. Thank you. <laughs>
1: the governments and the military, especially during the '60s, during the the war, the the Cold War with Russia, and the fact that we're trying to get ahead of them technologically.
3: At that point in time, I could l- see that. Let me like, bring something
1: up real quick. Do you guys know about the the dead zone in, in in West Virginia? Have you guys ever heard of this? No. There's a there's a complete silent zone that's like I want to say like. 35 miles in diameter in in West Virginia right now where you are not allowed to have any radio communication at all okay well I mean you've been to West
0: Virginia that's like everywhere
1: well, <laughs> the point is it's a military zone it, okay here it is so established in 1958 the national radio quiet zone encompasses about 13,000 square miles near the border between Virginia and West Virginia people who grow up there live mostly without cell phones and Wi-Fi access
0: 13,000 square miles. It's dude. a
1: national radio quiet zone. And they say, okay, so this is in West Virginia. They, they say it's because they have telescopes that are extremely sensitive to these these radio waves. But it's so much easier to say, well, there's, they're obviously doing some other experiments and things like that in there. Which then leads, lends credence to the fact that hey, maybe the Mothman was a government... The government experiment that you know some people saw and they, they had to clean up after and it mm-hmm. led to this urban legend
0: I mean the whole like supposed like seeing these uh, um, the men in black showing up I think that kind of I mean if in fact that was factual I think that adds a little bit more to okay it could be government based as opposed to you know there's this creature around you know right. and, and, and again though no, I, I always think that you know, you just said too the with Occam, Occam's razor, right? Like you were saying that you know the the simplest explanation. Well, maybe it is, just because they have sensitive telescopes there. Maybe that maybe that's all it is. Maybe maybe we want to believe that they've got you know just something else something yeah. else going on. Yeah. But I think that I I I truly believe that typically, and there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. Like uh, you and I both know, Ken very well yeah and that dude is insane yeah (laughs) and Ken, if you're listening he's actually a really big um, we gotta have him in yeah that'd be amazing yeah he i don't know if i could handle it dude that'd be so (laughs) exhausting he is such a uh uh, intelligent person yeah and he just genuinely he believes in all those conspiracies and stuff and he he will literally make you believe right (laughs) right riley's actually been there before and we've sat there and talked and like he's just He's crazy. (laughs) He's
1: got charisma and facts to back it up. Yes,
0: right. He's he's not one of those guys that's going to show up and like start spouting out stuff. He he has doc like he reads a lot. He's just a smart dude. Yeah. But his smart dude has made him become insane. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he's one of those types of people. But so to me though, and I think there's a lot more of those types of people than there are people like. And I'm not by any means. Am I saying that I'm better than anyone else? But I immediately just assume the least that could happen is what it is. Right. I mean, the most logical explanation is what it is. I'm like the Spock of this podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Well, I
2: got something special. Like I I didn't know if I, I actually wanted to bring this or not, but you know, when I'm doing these sound effects and I was making these clips, I actually rip them off my phone. So how I do that is I hook my phone up to my computer and then I play the clips through there and then I do editing. I record them basically off my phone. Well, while I was doing this the other day, I got a phone call that I thought was really interesting, so I actually recorded it, and I want to play it back for you.
0: All right, and here's the phone call. This is the phone call.
2: Hello, it's Jeff. I am the Mothman. Really? You know what? That's so cool, because we're actually doing a podcast here soon about you, and I would love to ask you some questions.
1: No questions. Only prophecy.
2: Well, it's not every day a six-foot talking moth with glowing red eyes and a 14-foot wingspan will uh, cooperate for an interview, so I guess I'll take what I can get. On this day, six years from now, the Midnight Train
1: podcast will be...
2: I mean, number one in six years? We could do it sooner than that, right?
1: Canceled. Oh. Yikes. i must less glow now. I'm um, okay. Realize my prophecy. Yep, no gotta
2: Hey, you know what? Did you really just moth fart and hang up on me? Hello, hello. What the? F- so that happened. That and was I a real I, thing, huh? Yeah, and I really wanted to share that with you guys because I it blew my
0: mind. That's insane. He mouth farted or moth farted and yeah, and he just moth hung moth up on He moth farted and hung up on me. So what was his prediction, though? Like he said that the Midnight years? Train
2: podcast in six years would be
0: canceled.
1: Canceled, and in I thought he years? was going to
0: say number one. Oh, he said canceled. Yeah, oof. Yeah, that'll happen way before that. Yeah. I, I would
1: have given it way sooner yeah. than that. That's Listen, you
0: better. can't cancel a podcast. Is first and foremost. All right, this is we're doing this on our own. We have nobody out there telling us what to do unless the government yeah. finds out it was that a good I lied thing about I had my had taxes. My phone hooked up to the computer though. Yeah, How convenient a, That for was that, right? very like intriguing. Yeah, intriguing. It's a too convenient, Jeff. So, anyways, well, that was. That was very convenient. Um, so, yeah. So, let's go back and let's uh, finalize a lot of this stuff. A, let's go the movie. What did you guys think about the movie?
2: Well, I thought the movie was great. Um, it definitely, and after doing, I didn't realize it then when I saw the movie, but but now, after doing the research and then thinking back at the movie, it's it's quite a spin on the tail, you know? But it is interesting, I, I did like the, the how the movie had more details. It had more, like, interactions with this thing, this Mothman, the warning signs, and the whole mystery behind it. You know, I thought that was great. Um, as far as the actual tales go, I'm convinced, and I really think that it, it was a government thing, you know, and it just got spun into this creature, you know, because people couldn't explain it. They couldn't understand it what it could possibly sense.
0: be. It makes more sense. Really? Yeah.
1: I think that the movie was great. I actually enjoyed the movie. I I came on TV one day and I literally sat there through the commercials and watched the whole thing. Commercials? What are you watching it it on? It was on like... I want to say it was on some... What what are you, 95 watching on...
0: (laughs) Channel 25? You know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, go ahead.
0: (laughs) I'm never talking Commercials.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So then uh, I think that the actual... Mothman himself, I think it's so much more likely that it had to have been something else. There's one, out of all the millions of options of what it could be, there's only one of those that it's a supernatural creature that's coming to predict or come to warn, like a harbinger of doom. There's 99 other options that it could have been a balloon, it could have been a test from the government, it could have been right. this, then the crane, it could have been anything. So I'm going to have to go with my gut and uh, Occam's Razor, like we had talked about, and say that odds are this is just people spinning the tail off of something super mundane and very boring and, and maybe even something the government doesn't want anyone to know about at the time. And so it was easier to explain away with, you know, this supernatural creature.
0: So you're, you're kind of in the same fence with, uh, with Jeff over there. Yeah, exactly the... in the same boat. So. Okay. So to me, um, first and foremost, the movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely adore that movie. Um, I I just think every part of it's awesome. And uh, what I loved about the movie is that I'd heard about the Mothman. I never really did a whole lot of research. I never, you know, read the book, which I I hear mixed reviews in the book. Um, But watching the movie, it's extremely intriguing. It's awesome. But then when you do the research on stuff, you kind of go, okay, it's just a movie. That's Hollywood. You know what I mean? Right. But I also have to say that it's way easier to dismay what people believe and what people think because we didn't see it. We didn't think it. We didn't see, you know, we we weren't a part of that. It's easier to say, okay, Occam's razor again. That's what it is. It's got to be the government or whatever. And maybe it is. But I believe that those people saw something. I believe that those people – now, again, all the debunked stuff, out of here. Get rid of it. It's gone. Nine eleven, 11 the Chernobyl, all that stuff, gone. Um, Japan, the Fukushima or whatever it was, gone. But these people at Point Pleasant, which – and again, I don't even know why they even bring up the whole Clinton thing with these guys because, I mean, it had nothing to do with anything. I, I, nothing whatsoever other than the fact they saw something they, they couldn't explain. <sighs> right. I personally think that they saw something, but I'm kind of on the lines with you guys where I believe that this is, it's probably something real basic that, you know, back in that time in the late sixties, they were out there doing experiments and it's very possible that maybe they, you know, I mean, out in the middle. Listen, when it came to cemeteries, my family in Clendenin, Riley and ours family, our cemetery is up on the hill by itself. It's not like some huge cemetery like here in Cleveland or whatever. It's just itty bitty little. You know, it's got like, I don't know, maybe 20 graves in it or something like that from, you know, grandmothers and great grandparents and stuff like that. So this is out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe they were. Maybe they were out there and all of a sudden they accidentally stumbled upon, upon somebody that was doing something and then boom, they did that. So I'm going to say I have to agree with you guys that, uh, yeah, we're, I don't think it's supernatural. I think people kind of find comfort in stating that because they like the intrigue to it, you know. So yeah, that's that's where I, I agree I agree with you guys. I think it's more government than it is anything else.
1: And real quick, for those of you who don't know what Occam's Razor is, it is uh the best way to describe it is extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So if you think if you claim that there's a Mothman that's an extraordinary claim. You're going to have to have some real legitimate evidence to back it up, and most of the time that does not come forward. Exactly. So, you know, the, the, a, a basic claim requires only basic evidence. So If you say, you know, the sky is blue, you, you can easily prove that with basic evidence, but an extraordinary claim such as the Mothman requires extremely extraordinary, extraordinary evidence. evidence. Yeah,
0: like you have to have that evidence there. You've got to be able to back it up, and it's it's, you know, and the only evidence they have is that multiple people saw it. That's it. That's the only evidence there was. There was never any, you know, and if you look at any of the footage, if you look at any pictures that were taken, it's all it's all Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster. I mean, like that's it. That's the way I look at it. So unfortunately, there is no evidence there. But I mean, there's not a lot of evidence and a lot of other things out there, too. Let's leave the door open for uh, the listeners, okay? So if you're from the West Virginia, or actually, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you've heard about this. If you got a story. Yeah, if you've, if you've heard about the Mothman, and if you've watched the movie, if you've read the book, if you've you got know, a phone call like me, if you got a phone call like Jeff did the other day, we would love to hear your story, and we'd love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, it's the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Uh, Instagram, um, and you can find the podcast. Uh, Obviously, you're listening to it right now, but you can find it anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, Do us a favor and please, you know, tell your friends, share it. Um, We'd love to hear any feedback that you possibly have. And, And in saying that, Jeff, do you got anything else you want to say about the Mothman? You know, not really.
2: It's a great story. I'll give it that. And like like we said, the movie was amazing and it, it put a, a really unique spin on it. It put a frightening aspect into it. Um, I do like, I think it's really cool about the tale that this thing is like a warning, like a harbinger of doom, you said. <clears throat> I like the fact that there's a there's a story behind that where every time this thing shows up, something bad's going to happen. It's like a warning. I think that's... really neat aspect to it um but i i gotta go with my gut and my gut tells me it's either a it's a prank or b it's some kind of experiment that's the only thing that makes any logical sense for that time in that area
0: gotcha cool riley same with you
1: yeah i'm pretty much in the same boat where i think it's so much easier and, and much more logical to explain it away with something like you know government experiment or even just people trying to grasp at straws to explain, you know, some things in life are unexplainable. There's going to be tragedies where you really, there's no reason for it. I mean, the reason for the bridge collapse to those people, they didn't have anything really at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, 46 people lost their lives to something that could have, you know, either... I don't know about it, been avoided because I mean it was built in 1928. Well, here's the thing I was going to
2: mention about that. So in that time, think about it. I mean, taxpayer money. You have uh, an expense for roads and and bridges, right? At that time, stuff was so corrupt, right? And those dollars probably were not going well, to was, the renewal well, well, and you're the, also the inspections. Very very
0: small town.
2: Exactly. Well, I was going to say
1: this earlier, and one of the main culprits for the bridge collapse was. Not was lack of maintenance. They they it is notoriously unkempt. It was the bridge, they did not maintain it well at all. And that's they would have if if they had they would have noticed that the bridge had a fault of that catastrophic. Okay, but let's
0: go, let's let's real fast before we we wind this up here. You said it was like an eighth of an inch. Is that what it was? Or it was
1: one, yeah. I think it was, I think it was 0.1 inch point one that so can inch.
0: make the difference so, so okay so let me let me yeah, ask you this you're Absolutely. working on oh, giggity you guys are working on a bridge how do you find that one tenth of an inch mishap no matter how detailed you are you how, do after you collect the debris so no. after it's
2: destroyed <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm serious like you lay out everything and but you, I'm saying, you track back how it went wrong with I'm engineering
0: prior to that you're talking about maintenance you're right. talking about maintaining this thing how do you find such an infinitesimal default on a massive thing like that i'll tell you exactly
2: probably how it went down is they were building it and at that time they were probably short on material and the guy said well it, you know put it in and that's it because at that time people did that kind of thing but oh I'm, this I'm is good and also
0: saying like you were saying you know, it was unkempt because nobody was coming in there how how do you as a maintenance worker who, who your job is to go and work on this bridge and make sure everything's good and, and again, small town, and yeah. uh, even though I would say that's probably government funded, so it's probably going to be more of a statewide thing, I would assume, because that's connecting routes, like yeah. state routes. So if you're part of that maintenance crew, are you going to easily find a one-tenth of an inch mishap someplace because the inspection process back then was probably let's jump on it let's drive our car across well, yeah, let's, it let's, if go it by, holds, let's look, look at, it. at it everything looks good and it's fine yeah. but if it's behind another bolt or behind yeah. another whatever something like that now nowadays
2: you would right but back then before computers and everything and all the instruments and
0: tools they use no way they would listen never there's have. been a ton of bridge collapses ever since you know even from from this point on from 67 on there's been a, a ton of bridge collapses and you can blame it on faulty workmanship. You can blame it on earthquakes. Earthquakes do that kind of stuff because they're not ready for that. I mean, there's been bridges that have just totally been decimated before. I blame it on Fords because I'm a Chevy guy.
2: Fords or are just too heavy. <laughs> you can
1: blame it on the
0: Mothman. <laughs> the Mothman. It's easier to say we blame the it on the Mothman. Man.
1: The man bat. <laughs> the man bat. That's the one guy says.
0: <laughs> All right. And saying that, we would really like to hear what you guys think about this. So do us a favor. Send us an email Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook, anywhere you want to talk to us, and we will definitely get back to you. We love hearing from people. Um, If you believe that the Mothman is real, I definitely want to talk to you. Um, If you side with the rest of us here where you think it could be, or should be, or is possibly something else, we definitely want to hear from you as well. Remember, find us anywhere you possibly can. We are The Midnight Train Podcast, and on behalf of Jeff and Riley and myself, we want to say... Keep the lights off. We'll see you soon. Take care.
3: Unbelievable. Thanks. Those eyes. That's all she'd ever say was those eyes. People were screaming. You could hear them hollering for help. The thing we saw was this winged creature, 14-foot wingspan at least. It was huge. It, it, was, it was almost covered half the road. It was close enough for me almost to reach out and touch. and almost hit the windshield. It had a wide mouth. The eyes were the size of the reflectors that are alongside the road. The body was attached to the wings. It had gray and brown hair-like, but not much hair. More fleshy, kind of like a bat. That's why I called it a man-bat, because it looked like a cross between a man and a bat. It was like in mid-air at windshield height. I have never seen an animal move like that. It just went straight up. We heard the sound in our heads. It was kind of like vertigo. It made us sick to our stomach, real high-pitched ringing. And my son swerved and went off the road. He was driving. He opened the 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 driver's door and threw up and I got sick. We went out to look at the site and thinking maybe it'd come out of the bushes there someplace or it was on the road or whatever and found a deer carcass that was looked like it was filleted uh, laying alongside the ditch.